said what um so um today's episode will be a little bit different to be very very different to the sense that i have um come to a place where i have made a lot of decisions about this podcast going forward i've made so many decisions about it and the direction i wanted to go and so because of that i feel like um what makes me waste so much time preparing an episode is i have to be absolutely prepared for the episode i have to be prepared i have to go and do some research do this do that talk to people seek other opinions and stuff like that and because of that i don't put out as many as i would like to as quickly as i would like to so I I am I've made up my mind to take this podcast in a whole new direction, starting right after the whole coronavirus thing has been has been lifted. Like um, I intend to to do something completely outrageous, something completely bonkers, something crazy. But until the the, vi- the ban or the ban of movement lifts, we are stuck with. Um, only doing a handful of things but um i tend to make the best of it and um so because of that in preparing for for podcasts i don't get to talk about a lot of social issues a lot of issues that are just popping in the world and i would i would stop doing that i think what i'll do now is every day i will just write a, a list of 20 things 20 30 50 whatever things and i will just treat them one by one so the podcast will be easy to listen to and it will be strenuous and, and all that so I want to make things go in a series of ways just so that it will be easier for, for you guys listening to be easier for me to make I don't, it will not be too too clogged up I don't have to worry about something I'm missing or what I forgot all those things so um, yesterday I made a list it's a top 20 list 20 issues i'm going to talk about today and although um somewhere along the line it switches it, um it switches um to it switches um direction like um, it gets different topics but i just listed them same list anyway but i think i can i can try i can try to make it make sense as much sense as possible so we'll begin. Number one thing. Uh, number one thing is how I met your mother. Now, I've been watching how I met your mother, and in the last episode of my podcast, I remember saying that how I met your mother is part of the holy trinity of sitcoms because in no particular order, sitcoms especially goes how I met your mother friends and and big bang theory and i said that because in their daily lives the daily lives of um these um sitcom characters they exhibit traits a lot of traits that i see in myself and in the world my in the world around me right now i see a lot of similarities a lot of the same priorities a lot of that kind of um mindset towards some things so I identify with with some characters, like I identify, and the dynamic in their relationships is um, um, the dynamic in the relationship is kind of peculiar because 
they are going through some things that I see myself going through, some stuff like that. So we'll just run through, we'll just run through this with them. So number one is um, how I met your mother, Game of Thrones comparison. Okay, how I met your mother treated a lot of issues, a lot of issues social, a lot of issues with social dynamic. So um, it is. It is very, very curious the way the whole thing runs through lines of um, the, the, their similarities are. How, how do I explain this without sounding completely drunk or high? <laughs> um, the relationship between Game of Thrones and and um, how I met your mother. They went through a grotesque character development. It was brutal. It showed every single flaw and good thing that all the characters had. But then, somewhere along the line, Game of Thrones lost it. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But but then, they have some similarities in my opinion. And I'll exp- explain as I go along. Okay, so number two. It says, how their imperfect relationship actually cost them something. But they got actual memories. Okay, in... in um, in um, how I met your mother, the dynamics between those people, between Robin and Lily, and Robin and um, especially, especially Robin and Lily, because or at Barney and Ted and, and and Robin herself, because of the kind of individuals they were, they were able to find things that they did not see in themselves in other people, and then they made these people a very very good friends. Their friends for the very very tight friends so because of their similarities i would say the law of nature is bound to um, put set them against each other I and mean, it's just like um the same north 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 like um when you take two magnetic poles two magnets when you put them face them put putting nothing not together positive and positive they are self negative so when you're a little too alike with somebody you find that you find that um there's a lot of differences for example barney and and um and robin their relationship dynamic they were a little too the same and then couldn't work and then there's lily and marshall the relationship dynamic they are two entirely different kind of people two entirely different lily was raised by a father who was completely detached and emotionally unavailable and marshall grew up with a father that was right up in his grill about everything and brothers that were very involved in his life so they're entirely different but because of that they were able to connect successfully and build a hell of a relationship all right number three is robin role model straight character okay if you look at robin if you look at robin properly robin was raised to be a boy it was raised to be a boy and because of that it made her character very very interesting very interesting because if she had been gay we would have pardoned her if robin had been gay would have she would have been pardoned but then it made her interesting because despite the way she grew up and all hating women and all these things she still in spite of that was still a role model character she was the kind of character like a lot of girls supposed to identify with instead of um you showing girls now nah, tomboy this that 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 no it's possible for you to be tomboy from small and actually love boys. It's possible. The fact that you're a tomboy doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be gay or something. I think 
it was a hell of a character. Robin was a hell of a character, and and I feel like a lot of young girls identified. Um, they, they they saw themselves in Robin. A lot of girls, and so because of that, I, I think Robin as a character was very interesting. All right, number four, Robin and Barney relationship dynamic. Um, Robin and Barney were like Batman and Robin. They operated like Batman and Robin. They operated with precision. Like when when they when they want to be mean, when they want to be mean to you, they'll be very mean to you. When they want to be good to you, they'll be great to you. Like they they they, they were unstoppable as a duo. Like like as a duo, you pair Robin and and Barney, they, they would fucking let hell loose and and get what get whatever it is they need done done. They will get it done. And because of that. Two of them to each other because of what the their similarities were. They did not give up on each other. So instead of them to let the their personal similarities or nay differences in this in this case, what those things that make them different, those things that would have made their relationship successful, instead of them to put it in in their in the way of their um, instead of them to um, put that thing before their relationship, they always put their relationship first. In the kind of way that it it affected them, even when their relationship was bad, they just wanted to keep it going. They wanted to keep it together. They wanted to keep the whole thing going. And and it started affecting them. Them Barney started adding weight. Robin was they were both miserable. But instead of them to give up on the relationship, they give up on themselves. And I will not say is what you want to look for in 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 a girl, but I will say this: when you have both both of you have kind of mentality those people had not giving up on giving up on the relationship does is not an option and that's a good thing because if you can just decide to stay together for whatever reason just find reasons to keep staying together then i feel like you can talk things through like a lot of it, it, it is a breeding ground for for being in toxic relationships and stuff but but still i admire people not being able to give up on their relationship just like that number five Robin actually met the perfect friend that would have kept her, her relationship with Barney. Okay, um, in season 9, the last season, there was this girl that Robin met when Lily was asking her, uh, talk to other girls, talk to other girls, stuff like that. And then, Bond, then Robin actually connected with one girl on a level that would have allowed her to make keep herself herself. And I feel like if she had kept, if she had been friends with that girl, a lot of her... Her, her marriage to Barney would have succeeded. I felt like she, if she had kept if she had kept close contact with that girl, her marriage to Barney would have succeeded. Because when Barney is driving her crazy and stuff, she will still she will let go of herself in a lot of ways that she will compensate for when she's with her friend. Be, because that girl was tough just like her, it was crazy just like her, it was hated other girls just like her. They drank, smoked cigars. The girl, her and Robin had so much in common, and it would have been great for Robin especially when she's dating Barney so because of that she would have to give up a lot of herself for the good of the relationship and still maintain those characters in her friends she would when she vanishes with her friends she'll be crazy and everybody will be like ah oh, this is Robin and it would have given her an outlet to at least keep touch so I, I just feel like that that girl if she had been friends with that girl they would have been great together they would have been great friends and have been good for her and good for her relationship but here's where that group of friends, their relationship was toxic. It was toxic because Lily identified this. She knew that this person would be good for Robin. 
but for selfish reasons she did not want robin to have another female friend she, she threatened the girl and told the girl to leave so their relationships cost them some things too it cost them a lot of things and they but they still stuck together anyway and they were still friends and they had memories to show for it and then the next thing number six is the dynamic between robbie and barney's brother okay barney's brother was is a very interesting character very interesting just as emotionally just as emotionally available as barney um also had a crazy outlook on life finally when we met him he was he just got in a relationship this person broke barney absolutely broke barney and the series was so good they actually let them come to a close where Barney, in spite of sleeping with 250 something or 80 something women, Barney still found a way to come to give up all those things and decide to be rubbish. He gave up a lot of himself. And then, them doing that to his brother, his brother um, being divorced and miserable and not wanting Barney to get married, just like Barney had not wanted him to get married. They used it to really, really push the character, the character development of Barney. And and Barney was no longer afraid. Barney didn't need a reason to, you know, believe that love is possible, love could exist and stuff. Barney was just himself for the first time with his brother towards the end. And I did, I think it came full circle. But then them ending Barney's marriage to Robin was just another, you know, big punch in the gut because I feel like it would have been it would have been nice, even if we know that Barney is not the sailor to the sunset guy, it would have been nice if they left that illusion, let the breakup without us knowing that. But we'll die. I'll talk about a little bit about that later. Now um the relationship between Robin and his brother was also interesting. That's what this one is about. And um, it's interesting because she found herself competing for Barney's attention with the brother at the end of the this thing and then it made me realize how much how, how similar they both were Barney and and Robin to an extent that um, um, the, the similarity between Barney and um, oh my god it's hard it's getting harder to keep um, track of everything I'm saying together in my head since I'm talking straight off <laughs> I'm not, I didn't write any of this down so it's, it's getting more the more difficult, but we'll get through this. Right? The relationship between Barney and Barney's twin brother and and Robin was mostly, mostly, I'd say, because of their their views on life. That whole cigar smoking, laser tag playing, awesome, I'm awesome, let's get this shit done. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, but um, Robin tomboy, tomboy thing. Because of that, it gave her a lot of things in common with with um Barney's twin brother and it was it was it came it, that it came full circle to be where Barney would consider Robin's feelings before he did his family. I think it showed how mature Barney became as the show went along and I think that was very interesting. It, it's not something people give them the writers a lot of credit for but I think I think they did great with that. And then what's next? Okay. Third hopeless romantic. Okay. Um you see, Ted as an individual is somebody I relate with a lot, like a lot. I relate with the guy a lot because 
not only does he is he like looking for the looking at the best thing the best way possible to do it he's just hopeless in the sense that no matter how many times the whole thing blew up in his face the whole uh, I love this girl she could be the one no matter how many times it blew up in his face the guy just will not stop believing that there was the right girl for him out there like do you know how specific it was the guy said he wanted a girl that could play bass he did not compromise he said he wanted a girl that would play bass that would be so much in common with him have so much in common with him and and I feel like the writers of this show how I met your mother they fucked up in the sense that Killing Ted's wife was bad because he waited so long and they built up all this hype of him never being able to find that one person and he actually found her. And then after he found her, what he did, he just went red, killed the woman and just so that they can have it, Ted and Robin pay off at the end, which was, it was, it kind of came full circle. And I appreciate that and they had kept the secret for all those years when the whole show was still, they were still shooting it. They maintained the whole character arc and I appreciate that. But they, 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 they did not consider that, you know, all the hype they had built up about Ted and the perfect woman. They did not consider that all that hype actually made people curious to see the woman. And them killing off the woman, them not getting Ted and... And the woman ride off into sunset and be happy forever. I feel like that was a big mistake on their part, but it was still great writing though. Like they, they built him up to I have a lot in common with the guy. The whole hopeless romantic, never you know, just feel like you can open up to people and and that'll be that, but then they just disappoint you in many colossal ways. But so I share in, in Ted's uh, hopelessness. The next one is Ted's sentiments. Yeah, you know how you've just talked about that. You know how many stupid stuff Ted believed in. Ted believed if you didn't like Star Wars, you cannot be for him. Ted, Ted believed a lot of dumb stuff, a lot of stupid stuff. But then they were still able to find him that girl. That is just to say fulfill the scripture in quotes. Fulfill the scripture. Um, there is somebody out there for you. No matter how weird or crazy you think you are, there's always somebody out there for you. And that was nice. Okay, Marshall and number nine is Marshall and Lily. The couple that actually make it. Marshall and Lily. <laughs> I, I, would, I would say this. They, they met first in freshman year of college. They were together, what, 17 years? It was at the end of the show. They have been together for two decades. You know what it is to wake up with one person every day two decades and still not get tired of the person that's love that's love right there with everything that went wrong with them you could not just ignore the fact that they loved each other they loved each other they were it no matter how bad no matter how weird no matter how cranky lily loved marshall and marshall loved lily and at the end of the day, it's what Ted was looking for. It's what everybody's looking for. That person that you love unconditionally. That you would not mind waking up to every day for two decades. You know, like, like that, that is love. That is love right there. And I feel like with, when, when you're in love with somebody like that, or when you have experienced somebody like that, w- one of my theories is you should not get married until you have lived together with a girl for a year. 
like just live with a woman it's not necessarily the person you marry just cohabit with a woman for a year wake up every day next to the same woman for one year before you get married and if 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 you can if you can do that like you you unlock a certain in quotes ready to get marriedness you unlock a certain ready to get marriedness and i feel like if you've not done that you would not gain the the wisdom and maturity to wake up with one person for the rest of your life just i don't think it will matter if the woman if, if, if it's just something you need to go through before you are ready to be married just live with the same woman for one year wake up to the same woman go to bed wake up with the same woman for one year before you are if you if you have not experienced that with somebody i feel bad for you and i honestly feel like you should try to experience that make a conscious effort to experience it it's something that will change your life like i'm serious like, just wake up with the same person every day for one year and it's not easy, but it's, 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 a, it's a necessity to be wise. It's a necessity to be wise. And, and Marshall was just wise, which brings us to number 10, Marshall's wisdom. Marshall was wise because of his years of being in the, in the same relationship with the same person. He understood certain things that a lot of single people just cannot understand. A lot of single people, he just knows what matters. This one person, that's all that should matter. And it is true because a lot of boys see themselves being able to do all that for one girl. A lot of boys do. But society has embedded some some insecurities in all of us that um, even when we see we meet people like that, we do not treat them with it's not it's not possible to treat them with enough respect and stuff. So I feel like there is wisdom in being in being married for a long time. Just feel like there's been there's wisdom in being with one person for a long time. And then number eleven, Marshall Ted relationship dynamic. Marshall and Ted were roommates in college, and they went through life together from college. I I, I yesterday um, there's this friend of mine in TV. Shout out to TV. TV made my evening yesterday. And TB just randomly put on his WhatsApp status this video of me dancing a couple of years ago. Like years ago, a couple of years ago. And not, okay, not a couple of years ago. That was my final year. And my final year felt like this whole video, like that, that short clip. I posted, I posted a clip on my WhatsApp yesterday. That short clip felt like my entire life, in, my entire fourth year. It felt like every day in my fourth year was like that. And because of that, when I saw this video, I have never seen the video before. It was just a random video of me dancing. And I'm sure that there are thousands and thousands of videos of me dancing out there that I probably have not even seen. It's a lot. Because I, I was like in the public eye a lot for, for my fourth year. I was a lot. I was very much in the public eye. So there's a lot of videos. And this one just stood out to me because that was my everyday in, 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 in university. In my final year, Sha. That was every day for me. That felt like every day. And then when I saw this video, I was struggling. I couldn't, I couldn't, I was like, ah, where did I find this? Where did I get this video from? Like, like what day was this? Where did they where did this video come from? What event was this? And then a friend of mine too, Mawila, shout out to Mawila. Mawila came through with from a, another video from the same day. A video still of me dancing, but it was it was on the same day, probably recorded 
in quick succession with each for each other. But Mawila recorded this one, and somebody else recorded that other one. So Mawila sent me those videos too, and I looked at the videos and I saw my friend. I saw my friend's shoe at the back, and as soon as I saw the shoe, I just remembered exactly what day that was. You know, I just remembered the conversation I had with him about that shoe and and things like that. You know, friends that you go to university with, I feel like. You're, if you are going to be connected with at least a few of them for the rest of your life, people you went to university with, they are important because they are the ones that actually watch you grow. You grow from being um, an insecure person about some other some things in your life to the person that graduated. Now, the person when you graduate, you're confused about a lot of things, but the people that, that grew like grew with you in that university period, your friends, I think you keep a lot of them for life. And that was Marshall and Ted. They were, they were close from college. They, they got the place together. Marshall and his girl, Ted. Because of that, they are tighter than anything you can think about. So I think that their relationship dynamic is, is something every man should have. You should have that one married friend that who is wise and in a relationship, steady relationship. You should always try to have somebody like that who is in a steady relationship and with all these lives with one woman and stuff because they bring a certain... Um, array of wisdom that you would not have if you're not in not in, in, in a long in a long relationship like that. Okay, what's the next one? Um, Lily and Ted relationship number twelve. Lily and Ted. Okay, I would I would use this story to describe Lily and Ted's relationship and why I think it was interesting. It was interesting because. There was this one time when Lily broke up Ted and, um, and Robin. When she broke them up, she manipulated her way to their relationship and stuff. And she said um, they did not pass the front porch test. And the front porch test was her picturing her life with Ted because she's been with Marshall 17 years, i.e. been with Ted 17 years. So they all became friends at the same time and they've been together like that since. So she's saying like the front porch test is when they are old and grey, would they be able to sit together like and just watch the sunset? And if she doesn't think the girl is good enough for Ted, she will just break the girl up. So she too is operating with this a certain type of wisdom. She has she operated with impunity in the sense that when she wanted when she just made up her mind about her friends doing bad things, she takes judge takes everything into her hand and she judges them and she passes the judge and just does every crazy thing about it. So her relationship with Ted was was kind of um, mothery, I would say. She she felt a kind of responsibility to take care of him and to make sure he got things right and not did the wrong thing and stuff like that. And she got all caught up in that. She missed a lot of great things about Ted. And, and I, I kind of felt like she did not really understand the person he was. For most of it and then at the same time the love they have for each other again was was just something you can't buy you can't teach it just grows from knowing one person for that long so in a sense you should it's good to know a couple men and females it's good to know couples because they just bring a certain type of wisdom to your life that you cannot have if you're single okay number 13 Barney the ultimate bad guy that became good Okay, I feel like we've already said this before, so we'll just run through it real quick. Um, Barney, Barney as a character was, was interesting, I would say. 
because the guy took his time to write a playbook, write the bro code. He he took his his womanizing was an art. Okay, like like he <laughs> his womanizing was an art. And with that too came a certain type of um that he came with a certain type of um I will, I will say wisdom. Okay, I'll say wisdom. Yeah, he came with a certain type of wisdom. A different type of wisdom. Like, to sleep with the kind of amount of women he slept with, you have to be wise to push it like that. So, um, I feel like friends like Barney are necessary. You have to have friends like that. Friends that are just, you know, that just happen to you. Friends like that. You need, you need those kind of people in your life too. So, I'll say, um... Barney, them being, turning Barney to this great guy that decided, oh, I want to get married was a very, very difficult journey, but I feel like it came full circle and they kept with it. They kept the hundred with it. It was, it, that is his personality. Him and his twin brother, they have that same personality. Not twin brother, he and his brother, they have that same personality. His brother got divorced, he too got divorced. Like, just to show that that whole playboy character, once you get fully into it, he has his demons too. Those demons was what kept his marriage from rubbing, from working. Those demons did not allow his marriage to rub and rub. And they kept it a hundred, they kept it a buck. Because when you when you let when you allow those kind of demons consume you, you're never gonna be able to, you know, you're never gonna be able to come out on, on the next side properly. Alright, let's move on. Number 14, how the porn industry could use some Barney enthusiasm. Yes. So, because I am now in the business of um, podcasting slash public opinion, I would like everybody to hold judgment just a second. Just hold judgment just a little bit. If you know somebody in the porn industry uh, that, um, that is ready for some new ideas, hit me up. Because I feel like a lot of things that Barney did is just a proper porn storytelling. I mean, yeah, finally you get to the banging. Sure, sure, why not? But Barney was art, okay? Barney took that shit seriously. So I feel like I have proposals of all that are in porn. Like, like Barney had some great plays, and I feel like if the porn industry could look at those plays and actually, you know, make their whole pornographic thing about them, the little bit of a, a thing before the whole thing, the chase of getting slapped and stuff, I think it would make a great porn series. And it will not only be artistic, it will be funny and it will be, I would fucking love it. I would absolutely fucking love it. So if you know anybody in the porn business, hit me up. All right, so number 15, Barney's mom. Huh. Okay, Barney's mom. <sighs> Barney's mom is so important in Barney's life that Barney had to pay actors to tell her to, to just to show her that he had a, a functioning family. So his relationship with his mom grew from him pleasing her to everything to him succumbing to Robin. And I feel like okay, if you if you're going to understand anything I'm talking about, you would have to watch the show anyway. So here goes. I feel like he, he was his mother for everything she did wrong in raising him. She did a lot of other things right. And um, yeah, sure, he, they didn't know who their parents were and she slept with all those other people, but but she was there for them. She was there. She was there 100% and, and they loved her and she loved them. So 
you can say what you want about the woman, about the kind of person she was, but you can't really, you know, she was a mother and she, she was there for that. You know, she was there all the way. She kicked out their parents and their dads and took care of them. She actually did. I mean, look at how they turned out. Great guys that went to college. You know how expensive college is? She actually paid for their college. So I feel like his mom, his mom doesn't, didn't get enough credit and I feel like they should give her some more respect. Alright, verse 16, violating the mother. Okay, violating the mother that the show was actually about. Okay, I don't know what I meant when I, I wrote that out there, but I feel like it's just still going back on Bonnie's mother. They violated her in some ways. That um, the, the whole sex thing I get, but um, she was an awesome person. So I feel like they did not give her enough reverence, they didn't treat her with enough respect. And, and all those other things, so I feel like they fucked up a little bit in that aspect. And number 17, bring it back to Game of Thrones now. Okay, Game of Thrones, I will make a podcast about later that I will actually talk about, like actually talk or go in depth because they have very, very complicated relationship, just like, like, um, like uh, How I Met Your Mother, which is why I said they were similar. They were similar in the sense that all these complex characters that they spend years and years developing, Jon Snow, Tyrion Lannister, um, Cersei Lannister, um, Daenerys, all these characters. A lot of them um, ended great. A lot of them did. Aya, Aya, I think was nice. I think the story was nice. Um, Daenerys, on the other hand, a lot of them ended up great. Like a lot of them got what they wanted out of life. I was happy for them. And then some other people, their story was just sad. Like um, Grey Worm. I feel like, but I feel I'll make a podcast to talk about all that later. But I'll say where Game of Thrones violated was not giving these characters the proper story that it deserved. They rushed it. They rushed it. They just rushed right through it. In the sense of they had made up their mind about where, how they wanted to close before they even began. So when the story started becoming, becoming too much, they just took the easy way out. Made, we got a lot of money, spent a lot of money to give us all these awesome backgrounds and stuff. And then they did not really tell us the story the way the story should have progressed. So I feel like they fucked up in that aspect. And, and because of their fuck up, it took away from the reputation Game of Thrones had. I mean, Game of Thrones did all this complex, all the complexities and all the vibrancy on the characters and killed a lot of people in awesome ways that was reminiscent of all the other things they did with with um with um, um, um how i met your mother like they, they are two entirely different shows two entirely this one is drama slash epic slash whatever and sitcom is just sitcom but then they have characteristics in the fact that characters we watch characters grow from you know being self-absorbed assholes to actually good motherfucking people people we loved people we actually rooted for people we did not want to die and then they just fucked it up at the end with the writing both shows they fucked it up why the fuck did they have to kill Ted's wife because they had already plotted the, the character would die from beginning why the fuck did they have to rush Game of Thrones just they were just they just fucked it up in that way and and um, it didn't make sense to me Alright, so um, with that, we come to the Game of Thrones slash um, How My Mesh Mother talk. I feel like um, I'll make something else to 
about them to talk about as time goes on. As I said, I, I want to rebrand with my podcast. I want to rebrand. I want to create something new. I want to do something else, something interesting. And as soon as all this corona thing is done, I have lined up some interviews, some great interviews. I, I spoke with um, Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Ben from NTM Project Fame. I spoke with him on the phone. I also got in touch with um, with Terry G's team. I hope to have Terry G on the show at some point. I, I hope to talk to a lot of interesting people too. I, I lined up this commission back in the That would be nice. I, I hope I, I hope I'm able to like get him to actually come on the show and interview him and stuff. So I have a lot of interesting things coming up for the future. I have a lot of big plans. So. If you listen to this podcast, text me. Like text me, because I would, I'm going to be making. I'm going to try to make it at least. I'm going to try to put out an episode once every two days. I want to put out a lot of work, and I want. I want my body of work to be big, to be to be to be elaborate, so that when people discover it, they will not have. They will not have to sit and wait for me to do new stuff. They can just go and listen to the old stuff. That's what I want to do. So, if you listen to this podcast, please make sure you text me. Find a way to reach out to me. Let me know, cause I, I I was a bit worried about the numbers recently. At first, when I started, it was great, it was banging up top, and then it slowed down a little bit. And then I came to the realization that it doesn't matter if people are listening or not. I just need to just keep just putting the work out there, just keep putting it out there, and keep doing new stuff. So if you listen to this podcast, please send me a message, give me, tell, tell me something, and then in the next episode we'll have a lot of things to talk about and and all the other things. So um, with that, we'll just move on to the other things that I added to the list of 20 to complete the 20, you know. And then um, number 18 is um, Nigerians in China. Um, those people that we saw them being violated, they said they got kicked out of their homes, xenophobia, blah, 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 blah. Um, I, I feel like the, we have not heard the whole story yet, so uh, people should not be quick to say, ah, Chinese government did this, this, that, this, that. I'm not making any excuses for Chinese government. All I'm saying is, hear the full story first, because Chinese people don't behave like that. I mean, they are racist, but their racism is is predictable, is, is predictable and understandable, the kind of brand of racism they have. And that, that kind of racism, xenophobia, is not really their, their style. That's not really their thing. They know how to keep you in the country and uninvolved without being dicks about it. So if they feel that you, if they feel like they kicked you out of your hotel room for some reason, you probably deserve it. So you can criticize the Chinese government all you want, but just keep, hear them out first. Hear what their reason for kicking those people out is first. I'm not saying that what they did is good or anything like that. All I'm saying is, you need to know what what really happened first. We have not heard the whole story. So, while I am sending out love and, and you know, to those guys, I hope they are okay. I also feel like we need to hear the whole story. What happened? So, people should not be quick to judge. Number nineteen. I saw on my start on somebody's status yesterday, Greg. Um, shout out to Greg if you're listening. I don't know if you're listening. Um, Greg said. That on the status, it said Apple is capable of paying their employees for the next six years without income. Now, what this means is Apple is so rich they can they can continue keeping up with their the payment, they are, the way they are doing it. They will keep paying their staff for the next six years, even if they don't make a dime. The next six years, they are fine. Oh, that's fucking money right there. No, 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 that's not fucking money. Fucking money is small money. That money is. I don't care about you money. 
that's that's what that is. That's not fucking money. Fucking money is small money. Fucking money is just the money that you say, hey, I don't really care what you're part of me. Nah, nah, nah. It's small money. You, you you can do that with a million dollars. But I don't care about your money. Whew. That's what Apple has. I don't care about your money. So shout out to them. And uh, whew, that's just what we all aspire to. <laughs> Alright. Another thing again is African immigrants in Europe during this coronavirus thing. Um, I saw something on CNN the other day about how some some African immigrants had turned to refugees, sort of. Like, it, it just somehow just got to a level where all those people that were homeless without visas in, Paris, in France, Spain, all these places, they were just somehow, one way or another, they all just were not able to adjust during this corona period. And, they have had to resort to staying in one corner of the of, of the, of the country or one particular place without um they didn't have food so people come to give them food so when i saw it on tv all it just reminded me of was damn these people are now refugees that's all they are they're all in one place they're all trying not to get infected outside in the cold and stuff and when i saw it i was like damn is this where really where we got to like the coronavirus really exposed that and that's not what a lot of people are talking about. A lot of people do not really think about how it will affect how it will affect all those undocumented immigrants that are living abroad. It didn't, a lot of people didn't talk about how it will affect them. So also I'm sending a lot of love their way. Um I know it's not easy, this is a trial period, but I feel like this too will pass and we'll enter a new a new chapter of our of our um, of our um, we enter a new chapter of our, of our evolution, I guess. So shout out to all those people. And if you do any research on them or do anything, you know, like if you see then you know, reach out to me. Tell me your opinion. Tell me what your opinion is, and we'll treat everything. I intend to make this a little bit more frequently. I intend to put out podcasts every day, or I try to as many as I can, on as much as quickly as I can, as many as I can, as quickly as I can. So with all that this is the end of this um, episode so um, thank you very very much for listening do tune in um, from now on I'm going to be calling it um, uh, the Neon Moon FM but we are not ready for all that yet so as the time goes on we keep seeing changes coming so um, for now this is what I'm going to be doing a lot of just making a list of different things and we'll just talk about them just go through them so thank you very much for listening do have a wonderful day